Friday lunchtime lectures at the Open Data Institute. Um, hello, welcome to the ODI Friday lunchtime lecture. Uh, I'm Fintan O'Donnell, a senior data technologist here at the ODI. Uh, yeah, thanks for uh, you know giving up on your lunchtime break or whatever. And uh, also uh, thanks to anyone watching the live stream as well. Today we have um, have to introduce Pete Sherlock from the Shared Data Unit, assistant editor at the Shared Data Unit, which is a industry partnership between the BBC and the UK's regional media. He'll be talking about how the BBC are using data to upskill uh, local journalists. Um, well, we have, if you can have, if you have questions, please save them until after, and I'll be passing the mic around and we're doing them then. And also, if you're watching the live stream, you can tweet in questions using the hashtag ODI Fridays. Take it away, Pete. Brilliant. Thank you, and thanks everybody for coming. So, my name is Pete Sherlock. I'm the assistant editor of the BBC's new Shared Data Unit, which is based in Birmingham. Um, a little bit about me, I started my journalism career in regional newspapers. I worked across uh, East London, Hackney Gazette, East London Advertiser. I joined the BBC around about eight years ago now, and I've primarily worked for the website as a sub-editor, news editor. And then about four years ago, I moved into data journalism, um, specifically using computer science techniques to find stories within data sets. Um, so I'm here today to tell you about the BBC's new local news partnerships, which is uh, a venture into collaborative journalism, and a key aim of which is to work with news organisations to improve data, liter data literacy skills throughout the industry. So I'm going to talk about how we got there, um, what we plan to achieve in the future, and the less, some of the lessons we've learned about collaborative journalism along the way. Um, but to start with, I want to tell you about the most rewarding day of my working life so far um, at the BBC, which happened not so long ago. And um, my team had just published a data journalism investigation into the UK bus network. And um, we showed, we used data from the Department for Transport to show that the bus network had been eroded to its lowest level for almost 30 years, that um, bus routes had closed, and particularly rural areas were finding themselves um, with no, um, uh, no bus network to speak of. And it was, it's a good story. Um, it was used across the BBC network and beyond. Um, but it was the kind of public interest story that the BBC does day in, day out. Um, it's our meat and drink, really. So what, why did I find this... Um, so unusual. Why was it so rewarding? Well, um, it signalled the start of a new era, new era for public service reporting in the UK. It was the culmination of, a, of the innovative new partnership between the BBC and the regional news um, media sector. And, um, and when we thought about it, what we'd done was pretty radical. So here's why. Um, this story was put together by journalists from three separate UK publishing companies. We had Annette Belcher from Trinity Mirror, um, Paul Lynch from Johnston Press, and Claire Wilde um, from Archon. And those three reporters had worked alongside my core BBC team to, to produce this story, to analyse the, the data behind this story. Um, they had spent three months on secondment at the BBC in Birmingham learning data journalism techniques. Um, and... At the same time, the story was shared with 800 regional 
media outlets who have signed up to receive free content on our local news partnership scheme. So what had we done? Well, we had brought together traditional rivals under a collaborative umbrella to produce stories of public interest for our local audiences. Um, we had given journalists the time to work on off-diary off data investigations. And we had proved that in an industry traditionally driven by competition, collaboration has a place. And the result for us was better, better journalism, better local journalism for our audiences. So I think that's um, pretty radical. I just wanted to very quickly share um, a short video of those first secondees, their experience of being thrown into the world of, of data at the BBC. Bear with me two seconds, I need to turn that up. We're not getting the volume on that, are we? No. I'll skip that. That was just a short video of our secondees um, at a data conference that we had, um, explaining some of the things that they, that they had um, learned. So let me rewind. How did we get here? Um, the Shared Data Unit is a culmination of talks with the region, is of a project which has come about after years of talks with the regional media sector um, in the UK. And it involves three key initiatives. A local democracy reporting service, the Shared Data Unit, and the Video Bank, which is a facility which opens up BBC uh, video and audio to local news partners. So every part of the sec news sector was involved in developing the plans, from the main press publishers represented by the trade body, the New Media Association, to news agencies, commercial television and radio. The aim was to extend the reach of BBC journalism, support local news generally, and build a better understanding of local democracy. So the first of these plans is the Local Democracy Reporting Service. You may have heard of this. The idea is reasonably simple. It's the creation of 150 local democracy reporting jobs. The journalists are funded by the BBC, but based and employed by local news organisations. And their remit is to cover the workings of town halls in their local patches, as well as other public institution, local public institutions such as health trusts and moralities. They file copy to an agency feed, which is available to all the media organisations who have signed up to receive free content under the scheme. We now have more than 90, 90 media organisations representing something like 900 titles uh, who are now who are local news partners and that is across the the, the spectrum from small community uh, websites to hyperlocals through to some of the main news providers across print online radio and television so it's like a franchise different companies with different approaches but using common editorial standards and publishing into the same system so the BBC uses this copy uh, the partners use this copy. And the core purpose is to provide impartial coverage of the workings of local authorities in the UK. Um, the democracy reporters have now filed more than 15,000 stories of public interest which are being picked, widely picked up across the national news media. 
Um, that's more than 15,000 stories that would have otherwise been untold. And that's 15,000 stories aimed at strengthening the public's knowledge and understanding of local democracy. The second key initiative is the News Hub. So that offers local news partners access to BBC audio and video content directly after transmission. So when regional news or radio uh, programmes have been broadcast, they are uploaded to a system, a portal, which is accessible by the local news partners who can download that and can use it for their websites for free. Um, so the, the News Hub is designed to uh, enhance uh, partners' websites, um, as well as making BBC output more accessible and to a wider audience. And then we come to the Shared Data Unit, which is where I come in. So the SDU has been up and running since September 2017, and we have two key purposes, which is content creation and training. So if I start with the first of those, content creation, our remit is to tell public interest stories from open data sources. Um, why, why do we set up the data unit? Why, why data? Well, when we embarked on this project, we identified a problem. Um, and it's a problem summed up by the results of a survey which was conducted by a UK data science company last year. Um, and they found that if you put a spreadsheet in front of people, more than 80% of people just don't know how to interpret it. They wouldn't be able to find any insights within that spreadsheet. They wouldn't be able to tell you um, any trends, what it meant, what, certainly not find any potential stories within it. Um, I think that's a big problem for society, but I think it's uh, an even bigger problem for journalists who are trying to explain the world around them to, to their audiences. Um, and I don't think we can blame the authorities, um, personally. This is the... Uh, Governmental Open Data Index, and the UK comes, I've lost it, but I think it's about seventh in terms of, tucked between Canada and Australia in terms of uh, how much of its data it makes available um, to the public. Um, we also have the government data portal, gov.uk, which now has more than 36,000 data sets representing... 25 ministerial departments, 395 agencies and public bodies, and 12 public corporations, including the BBC. And, and yeah, I think here's a sobering fact. Of those 36,000 data sets, 93% have been opened less than 10 times, and only 29 have had 10,000 plus downloads. So that's thousands of data sets with information about our lives from the state of our hospitals, to the performance of our schools, to the crime in our neighbourhoods. And most of it is sitting there unexamined and untouched. At the Shared Data Unit, we passionately believe journalists should have the skills to interrogate such a rich new source of information and have the time to explain and, and unpack its implications. So, so far in the year we've been going, we've analysed data sets from the NHS, on crime, on teaching, on transport. We've shown how neighbourhood policing has been disproportionately cut, disproportionately affected by government cuts. We've shown how uh, the number of uh, uh, EU uh, workers in the NHS has, leaving the NHS has increased since the Brexit vote. Uh, we've shown the proliferation of takeaways on our high streets. Um, 
We've looked at GP's bid to extend opening hours and how they're performing and meeting those targets. And we've looked at mental health of students at universities. Um, for each of these topics, the team prepares a story pack which serves as a toolkit for journalists. And that, those, those packs contain all the key information that a journalist would need to tell that story. So quotes from interested parties, expert opinion, the data, uh, pictures, and even video at times. And all local news partners are free to use any elements of those toolkit to put together a story which resonates with their region. So alongside those story packs, we share a spreadsheet and a guide to that spreadsheet so that we can, uh, so that a local reporter can find the angles that are pertinent to their audience. Um, we are not being prescriptive in terms of top lines. We are trying to en enable stories from data sets. So when we share a story pack, um, we will often find that around 40 to 50 local news providers pick up on, the, on, on a story which we may be reporting with a UK top line on the BBC and they will be following up with stories about Yorkshire or London boroughs or East Anglia or, or, or whoever. Um, we've now generated more than 450 stories across, uh, across print, online, uh, TV and radio. That's the bus story being used in, in the local press and a story about um, NHS payouts. Um, so we've created front pages across local, across local news. Um, we're open and transparent with everything we do. So we have a GitHub page, GitHub repository, where we upload all our data, all our scripts, um, and any other elements that we can. Um, it's just... Uh, BBC Shared Data Unit, if you Google that, and GitHub. And um, we encourage our audience to use our data to find new insights, build new interactives or visualisations. Um, we also have a Pinterest page where all our stories are collated. It's just England in numbers. Um, so you can, you can find some of the stuff we've been doing there. Um, so I mentioned that we have two key initiatives, content creation, the second one was training. So we have a big ambition at the Shared Data Unit. We want to create the next generation of local data journalists in the UK. So, of course, we know there are many local journalists with these skills already. Um, the Trinity Mirror Data Unit, for example, has built up an enviable reputation for uh, making brilliant award-winning interactives uh, and breaking data stories every day. And there's Bureau Local, a project run by the Bureau of Investigative Journalism, which for the last uh, year or two has been building up a network of reporters and training them in data journalism techniques. But we identified in some parts of the local media landscape, journalists do lack the skills to interrogate data, um, which is obviously an increasingly important skill in the digital age. And you know, for those of us that believe in a, long, a strong local news sector, widening that pool of expertise can only be a good thing for our audiences. Um, so all year round, we bring in journalists from the local press on three-month secondments. The first secondees who worked on the bus story joined the unit in uh, November 2017, and they pick, picked up a wide range of skills through uh, a mix of formal day-to-day -day training and um, a mentoring with the core BBC SDU team. So during their 12 weeks, they learn how to clean 
analyze, visualize data, as well as moving on to more uh, advanced techniques towards the end of the 12 weeks, such as scraping, uh, a little bit of coding. Uh, our next secondments, we're going to introduce um, a three-day introduction to R. Um, and we've invited speakers from across the field of open data, from uh, open corporates to OpenStreetMap, um, the ONS, and various other experts who have come to speak to, to us, for, um, to speak to us secondees about data and its um, application in, in, in wider society. Um, and so that training brings me back to the start of the presentation, um, which was that Friday afternoon when we contemplated how far we had come with the publication of that bus story, bringing together um, journalists from different organisations. And that's when we realised that we had done something pretty radical. We had published a public interest story for local audiences. Um, and that was four media companies coming together. It was proof that in certain parts of the media, collaboration across newsrooms can bring huge benefits to audiences. Um, and of course, we're not taking away the idea that you know, journalists are desperate for, uh, for the exclusive. You know, that's our meat and drink, and um, it's what brings many journalists into the trade. There will always be that healthy competition. But increasingly, news organisations are seeking to cooperate in some aspects, particularly in areas of investigative and long-form reporting. And data journalism in particular seems to fit that mould um, for several reasons. I guess, firstly, a large data investigation can be costly and time-consuming. And, and secondly, it is important to bring together people with different skills. There are no unicorns, the name given to people who can code and visualise and put together a good story and design the data and build beautiful graphics. They just don't exist. So bringing together people from different disciplines can um, help that. And by pooling resources and skills, we are doing work that we perhaps otherwise would not be able to do. Um, so I just want to move on to some lessons I've learned in this first year from collaborative journalism. Um, Collaboration is not only possible, but it is becoming mainstream. So I want to just throw out there, does anyone know when the first major collaborative journalism project took place? Any guesses? No. Um, it was actually 1846. So back then, there were five daily newspapers in New York who came together to help cover the costs of, um, of sending reporters to the Mexican border to cover the... US-Mexican War. And they later called themselves the Associated Press, a news agency which has since gone on to pick up 52 Pulitzer Prizes since its formation. But I guess it's fair to say that in re it's only in recent years that we've seen a shift in intention and scale when it comes to collaborative journalism. And it's in some quarters, it's now being practiced on a scale that probably constitutes a revolution. In fact, Stara Stonebelly from the Centre for Cooperative Media has said, while lessons are still being learned, collaborative journalism has evolved from experiment to common practice. And, of course, we've just seen the largest collaborative reporting project in history with the Panama Papers reporting, which involved more than 100 media partners working together, uh, working in 25 languages across 80 countries. So secondly, you can maintain autonomy and editorial independence. 
So the BBC wants this to be a working partnership with the regional press. We have a steering group of key stakeholders that meet regularly to address any concerns that may arise. We have content meetings with local news partners, editors who can suggest topics that should be explored by our data journalism team. But we do insist on maintaining overall editorial control of the projects that we embark upon. Um, once we have shared content, partners are free to treat that material in any way they, they like. They can slice and dice video and as they see fit, for example, as long as that material is not misrepresented to the detriment of the BBC. Yeah. Um, thirdly, successful partnerships fulfil a need on, on both sides. So what does the regional press in the UK get from the BBC? Well, its journalists benefit from the BBC's training and expertise. We take three journalists at a time on the three months of comments, so that's 12 journalists a year who will be significantly upskilled in data journalism techniques. Those newspapers, radio and televis television stations also benefit from the free content that we provide, which is strong public interest data journalism that can lead their bulletins and make front page splashes in, in local newspapers. We all know that local news providers have been through a tough time financially as they seek to find uh, new business models. And with resources stretched thin, it's difficult sometimes to, uh, to fund uh, uh, investigative reporting on, 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 the, on the scale that we're looking at, or indeed cover every town hall meeting, where, which is where the LDRs um, fit in. So we can help address that. And successful partnerships fill a need on both sides. So what does the BBC get? Well, we get tremendous extra reach for our journalism. The New Media Association, which represents the UK regional press, is a, it's a huge five billion sector read by um, 48 million adults every week in print and online. So that re represents a tremendous extra reach for the BBC's journalism. Um, and we also have a remit to strengthen local news for our audiences. And through distributing free content to local titles, we are doing exactly that. Um, and through running to comments, we're improving the technical skills across the industry. Um, we are, as I said, we are aiming to create the next generation of local data journalists looking at this kind of looking at this kind of stuff. Um, fourthly, I'd say be open to where the partnership takes takes you. Um, so breaking down traditional rivalries, getting everybody around the table is not easy at first. And like I said, it goes against that reporter's drive for exclusives, for getting the scoop ahead of the rivals. But I would say collaboration takes you to unusual places. I think after the initial culture, culture shock, by breaking down barriers, you can change culture within your organisation. You can drive innovation. You can cross-pollinate ideas and techniques. And by opening up that conversation, you're doing exactly that. And I think you, you, you come across unexpected benefits by, by working together. Um, you realise you can actually sit around a table together and you might even go for a drink afterwards. Um, I say finally, at the SDU, we have a wider, wider remit as data advocates. Um, 
as we want to spread data skills throughout the industry and beyond. So we've already hosted two public, ha public hack days in Birmingham and Manchester. We're hoping to do one in Salford. Uh, last time in, in Manchester, we worked with open contracting uh, and open corporates to look at government procurement data. And uh, we brought in members of the public and uh, some academics and some experts from within the field um, and have come up with some really interesting story leads looking at um, procurement data, which doesn't, sounds like the driest subject in the world, and I thought it was going to be when we started off, but actually we've started to find some really interesting things, um, certain trends, for example, in terms of UK police forces starting to use, uh, starting to pay a lot of money towards data science companies to look at intelligence policing and uh, um, areas like that. So you suddenly see in, 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 in police force contracting uh, budgets, uh, money going to like tech firms in Silicon Valley and stuff. And there's really interesting trends that we can do from looking at, um, at, uh, at procurement data, which is available, but not a lot of people know how to find it or how to, uh, where, it, where it sits and, and, and how to, how to analyse it when you get it. Um, we're also uh, holding data conferences in which we're trying to bring together experts and, and uh, we are looking to host a data journalism conference in Birmingham in hopefully the new year, in late January, early February, um, in which we'll make tickets available uh, on, on Eventbrite. Um, and... We're also continually trying to continue to develop our training scheme, our series of secondments. They're ongoing throughout the year. We're really interested in getting as many different speakers from as many different fields from open data uh, as possible. So if anyone's interested in coming and chatting to us secondees or, or, or uh, if uh, there is... Uh, certain elements of training you think we should be looking at or story ideas. We at the Shared Data Unit are all about collaboration. We want to hear from, um, uh, you know, from everybody within the sphere. And so, yeah, please um, do get in touch. And I wanted to finish on um, a quote from Charles Lewis, who worked on the Panama Papers, who sums up um, why collaboration is not only becoming mainstream, but it's sort of becoming essential for news orgs um, as we are facing so many challenges. And he said, there is one simple operating principle within the consortium, collaboration, collaboration, collaboration. We are still only at the dawn of a new age. And amid a world of debilitating political dysfunction with the most dire potential consequences, the crucial concept of public accountability cannot and should not be narrowly confined by local or national borders or the rigid structures, orthodoxies, conceits and insecurities of traditional journalism. That model is, 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 is kind of, uh, is, is dying out. Um, so yeah, please feel free to get in touch. You can follow, I'm on Twitter. Um, I am my peter.sherlock at bbc.co.uk or the shared data unit address is share.dataunit at bbc.co.uk. Um, that's our GitHub page where all our data and our uh, various uh, scripts and uh, building blocks of all our stories uh, is kept. And um, 
yeah, I'll move on to if anybody's got any questions as to how it all works. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thanks very much, Pete. That's great. Thank um, you. Yeah, so I'll pass around the mic now. And uh, just so you know, this mic isn't amplified in this room, but it's for the people listening back at home. So, well, your horses. Hi. Um, that was great. I think that's one of the most public service things the BBC's done in recent years. So, congratulations. Thank you. Um, yeah, sort of two questions. It, so it's clear your the uh, data is going outside the BBC to sort of local press, but is it used within the BBC locally? Yeah, so we um, we uh, we send out so we we send out a story pack and we send out a spreadsheet, and we send that out under a week long embargo to all our local news partners and to all our regional teams within the BBC, and we say in a week's time you can all go with it. And amazingly, everyone's stuck to that embargo. So, yeah. My, my second question was, um, what, what are your sort of frustrations uh, with the project so far? I mean, uh, is the, how's the data availability or like tooling, anything else that you're kind of finding? Or is it all hunky-dory? <laughs> um, frustrations. Well, I think, um, I think sometimes uh, surfacing that data to uh, an audience who, or to... Uh, local news organisations who are not familiar with uh, spreadsheets ha has been uh, uh, a challenge. So, um, uh, you know, sending a large spreadsheet to uh, uh, a news desk that are not uh, familiar with how to, you know, how to sort and filter on that spreadsheet or uh, has been a, a challenge. So we, um, we've overcome that really by providing a kind of step-by-step -step guide to the spreadsheet. So, um, uh, we will uh, say, you know, this is how you find your local lines. Go into the spreadsheet. And we can be quite prescriptive about that. So, um, and, and that's, obviously, we are, our aim is to get as much take-up as possible for our stories. So um, the more we do that, the more take-up we get. So um, that was a frustration at first, but I think we've, we've kind of overcome that. Hi there. Yeah, great talk. Um, <clears throat> going to be a little bit greedy. I've got three questions. Sure. First one is, and I'm not a journalist, but how do journalists sign up for training? Um, secondly, you talk about being like a council watch. And my experience of local council is the area of planning is really a bit of a nightmare, and I'm actually in a bit of a planning thing myself. And I just wonder if there's any data that you have that you know of that would perhaps make it more visible and transparent about planning um, development issues in local council. And the third one's a bit more philosophical, which is in a world where we have all this data and we have fact checks, we still seem to be all arguing and putting a different bias on it. And it doesn't feel like actually having data is giving us a black and white world. So I just wonder what your thoughts are on that. Uh-huh. That's a lot of questions. Yeah, what to take, to take the first one, um, how do people uh, apply for this scheme? So they have to be um, on the local news partnership scheme, so uh, to begin with, and that's open to any bona fide uh, news organisation in the UK who is providing regional news uh, in the public interest. Uh, it's quite a simple application scheme. Uh, once they're on that scheme, then they can then apply for uh, secondments, uh, and we uh, uh, we distribute them at the start of the year across. Uh, 
news organisations depending uh, based on certain criteria. So that is a commitment to, uh, for example, a commitment to uh, perhaps cascade that training down their newsroom when the secondees return, um, various criteria like that. So we, we um, but they're available to everybody on the scheme. So that's from, you know, from, like I said, from hyperlocals to some of the main, the, the main publishers. Um, planning, yeah, that is, um, uh, there, yeah, the, 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 there's a lot of conversations that we've had um, in terms of how to, yeah, how to surface uh, or how to kind of get our heads around, around planning data. Um, we've got um, various projects on the go in which we kind of maybe are, are trying to uh, look at that. We've looked at, um, we've got a, a, a big FOI in looking at S106 money at the moment and, 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 and planning gain money, which hasn't been spent. Um, but we're also kind of, um, we're, we're looking to, uh, as, as I mentioned, we're very up, we're very up for collaboration. And um, I spoke to somebody recently who's based um, uh, uh, based down in in, uh, in Kent, who was looking at uh, so doing some form of textual analysis of uh, comments received by local authorities about their local plans. So, trying to analyse whether the comments, the input that, that local people were having to the local plans was actually being translated into, into action. So um, I think we're trying to look at that, that sort of data, but it is um, uh, because it varies from institution to institution and because it often involves um, perhaps some, some scraping of that data. It's, I, think it is, I think it's quite difficult to actually really get a grip of the whole, the whole scene. Um, and the final question uh, about whether, so effectively whether uh, data is, is, is kind of uh, helping us to uh, f find a route out of this, uh, this kind of uh, fake news morass that we sort of find ourselves in. Is it, is it making a difference, do you, do, do you mean? Um, I think it is and it isn't. I think um, there are people with entrenched views who, whether you provide objective uh, reporting based on data science techniques, will inevitably uh, over overlook the methodology and still uh, be rigid within, within their viewpoint. But I do think, uh, from a personal point of view, I find uh, the, uh, the objectivity that we bring to our stories and the openness and the transparency and the fact that we open up our methodologies and open ourselves up for scrutiny and say, uh, here's our data, this is how we reach these conclusions. You may reach a different conclusion. Come and challenge us if you do. I think that conversation is... Uh, really important first step in restoring trust in in, in the news media, and I think uh, I think that's why data journalism is the fastest single growth area in uh, in news desks across the globe. I, I was wondering, um, 
how do you expand what you are doing with with the with the shared data unit uh, to other communities? I, I remembered around 2006, uh, BBC had this initiative called BBC Backstage. Uh -huh. I don't know if you were acquainted with that. I'm not initiative. acquainted with that. No. Well, it, it was basically. I mean, at that time, BBC didn't have so many uh, open data sets, but they had several, I must say. And uh, what they did is they forged a, a, a community, mostly of people that were uh, programmers, that were interested in using that data to build um, yeah, new constructs. Uh, it, actually, some of them were bought by the BBC and they were uh, used on their website. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm asking this because, I mean, there was a very successful community. It worked for two or three years. Uh -huh. they, they've done, I mean, they did some of the things that you are saying, comparing data. Actually, you could, you could compare how the, the news was changing during the day, lots of things. I'm, I'm wondering if, 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 the, if, if this unit or there are other initiatives around the BBC that are still um, um, working with th this community of, um, yeah, people that are much more closer to um, information systems, to programming, because I know journalists, definitely, they, they, they are becoming proficient, but still there is a long way to go. Perhaps with these people, there, there, there is a, I mean, we, we can accelerate that process. I totally agree with you that there's a long way to go, and, you know, the, 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 the technical skills that some of you guys are dealing with in terms of big data and AI and um, you know we're a long way off from that in terms of you know being able to be able to you know, being able to deal with data on, on, on that scale um, uh, the shared data unit was set up as a local news partnerships as very much um, uh, a supporter of local news organizations um, however uh, we've been going a year now and I very much want to move into more of an area of data advocacy. And uh, as I say, we are all about collaboration and opening up our doors. And we have held, um, uh, we have held two public hack days now. Um, we have invited people in from many different fields, from uh, you know, data scientists at Birmingham City University have come in, um, from the transport world around the West Midlands, uh, uh, from uh, we've even had um, some ac academics doing their PhD, geography PhDs, who are who are you know interested in data, and we've had them uh, you know come to some of our events and talk to them and open up conversations. And we're really open to ideas and potential collaborations if uh, if certain projects would work for us as well. Then we we would be more than willing to, to to listen to how we can work with people from outside of the journalism field because I think any data journalism unit within journalism that shuts itself off from the wider data community would be absolutely doomed to fail. I mean, take, take a look at BBC Backstage. I'm sure that there are some archives and that, that could be uh, really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I might ask a question. Sure. Uh, yeah, so you're on about you're trying to get um, you're trying to get journalists and encourage them to, into using it, like data skills, data analysis skills, blah blah blah. 
Is there much from the developer data science community in helping out? Maybe not becoming journalists, but l picking up some journalist skills, or are you trying to also get them into it, as opposed to just journalists and get them into data? Yeah, I, mean, I think primarily our focus is on getting journalists to, to, ha to be equipped with the skills to, to interrogate data um, on a day-to-day on -day basis. Um, I think uh, that crossover of um, people from outside of journalism within the data world coming to us and, and, uh, and learning um, about what we're interested in and the stories that work for our audiences, is, there's definitely that kind of cross-conversation going on. Um, and it's really interesting. You know, it's, really, uh, it's really interesting having that conversation from, you know, we had uh, a hack day in, the West, in, in Birmingham Recently, it was about public transport, and um, one of the things they're um, introducing in Birmingham, or potentially, is uh, it's up for consultation at the moment. But it's um, uh, it's a traffic-free zone in the city centre, and some of the uh, data scientists who had been working on that came in and were, uh, you know, kind of having a fairly heated conversation with the journalists about the presentation of how that had been reported in the news. And it's really interesting to see that from the from the outside. Um, so we, we're definitely trying to open that conversation, but I think primarily our focus is on upskilling journalists. Uh, anyone else? Hi there. Uh, so who decides what projects are going to, are you going to work on in, in depth like this? And you did mention about advocacy. Um, how do you decide who's right? <laughs> So, uh, you know, the, the BBC has always tried to be impartial anyway. So, but then there's criticism that they often weigh it 50-50, whereas uh, there's, there's much more evidence on one side than another. So how do you handle all of that? Sure. Um, so I think uh, that in terms of how we choose what we, what we, what we look at, we see that as... Uh, uh, an organic process. So we have um, the local news partnerships we have, uh, which represents the, the 800 organizations. Um, there is a, a steering group and we will meet and they will come up with possible content ideas. So ideas that they know will work for their local audiences. Um, but also we will look at what people are talking about in the news, what we think would make a good data investigation on the back of what our audience analytics tells us people are interested in. Uh, and also, we bring in journalists on the secondment who have their own ideas and specialisms. So at the moment, we have a crime reporter who's looking at cuts to legal aid, um, the access to GP's extended hours was done by uh, Nancy Cole, who's a health correspondent at ITV. That was her particular specialism that she came in and wanted to investigate. So. Um, we're not prescriptive. It's uh, whether if an idea is good enough and we think it will meet our criteria, which is that it's UK-wide, that it works for a local audience, um, and it's of public interest, then uh, that, that then we'll pursue it. Um, the, so the second question about um, uh, the the yeah the BBC coming sort of taking a a, a, a sort of fifty-fifty line and and you know. He says that and she says that and so, you know, there you go. I think that, you know, what we would say at the BBC is that, that uh, due, 
due impartiality doesn't work like that, that we should be um, weighing up the evidence and um, the uh, ex accepted scientific evidence on a particular issue and giving due coverage to each side based on that evidence. So I think you may have seen that there was a recent BBC ruling about the way that the and criticism of the way that the BBC had dealt with uh, climate change in the past and, and had uh, given too much um, of that 50-50 uh, treatment in turn on, on, on news bulletins. And, and, and that is something that, that, that was looked at and assessed and reviewed and, uh, and we realised that, you know, that, that we had got that wrong in the past. So it's a constant process, I think, in terms of uh, assessing what due impartiality means. Um, so we're doing a presentation at our university for a data journalism class, and I was just wondering if you could tell us a little bit about how you think data journalism could improve the world. Um, that's our topic, is can data journalism improve or change the world? Okay. <laughs> Um, can it improve the world? Well, I think, um, so, well, I, I mean, I've, I'm, I'm a passionate believer in, um, in um, giving people the information to make better decisions about their lives, uh, whether that's on a, on a local or, or a national level. That, and I think data journalism in particular can do that very well. So because of its very nature, you can get very granular with data journalism. And most news can pass people by. It feels what it feels on a much grander scale. It feels perhaps national or global. Um, and what does this mean to me? And I think with data journalism, whether you're making a, a widget which people can find out uh, how much, what the, you know, what the crime is in their neighbourhood, or uh, how the waiting list at their local hospital compares regionally and nationally, uh, or as simple as you know the, the state of their potholes in in their roads, you can you can give local communities um, that granular information, and I think that's empowering. So I think. Uh, I think data journalism succeeds on a, on a level which other journalism wasn't reaching. Oh, shit. Um, uh, yeah, if that's um, yeah, if that's it, then uh, is anyone else? No. Then uh, yeah, can we give Peter a round of applause? Thanks so much. <laughs> And uh, yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for coming. Cheers. You've been listening to a Friday lunchtime lecture brought to you by the Open Data Institute.